so what I'm going to go over today is Ecclesiastes. This is the King James Version, um, chapter 2. Before we get started, let's go ahead and pray. By the way, happy Sunday. Heavenly Father, thank you for this Sunday, for this Sabbath, this day of rest and refreshing. I ask that your Holy Spirit would speak to your people now, utilize my voice, my words, and the meditation of my heart to edify, to encourage, and to pass forward the gift of your grace, giving us discernment, speaking to our hearts, imprinting within our minds your statutes, your ways, your truth, and your light. We want to come before you with a clean heart, so I ask you forgive each and every one of us of our many sins and help us to release any emotion that would hinder us from being focused and receiving this engrafted word. Help us to forgive those who've trespassed against us. Help us to walk in love and peace and a divine resolve that we are yours. You chose us and we thank you for being our father, our provider, our savior, our eternal light and hope. All these things I say in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. So pardon me for sounding a little bit um, monotone right now. I'm actually trying to rest. Like rest is very difficult for me. So (laughs) I had a friend, you know, kind of speak to me on that. Like, you know, it's necessary. You can't just be bobbing around here every single day. Um, And then I was convicted when I read a scripture maybe two weeks ago, and it was like God telling me once again, you need to take Sunday and rest. So I am not my usual hyperactive self right now, but don't be surprised if, you know, um, I'm sporadically energetic. (laughs) I'm trying to get my woosah on today. So with that said... Let's go to Ecclesiastes. Once again, this is the King James Version, but feel free to follow along with whatever you have. NIV, whatever it may be, it is the word, it is the truth, and it is life to our souls, right? So there's always going to be um, something that you can take from the scripture, something that resonates with you, okay? That's how God speaks to me every single day. So... This is entitled in my Bible, Vanity of Pleasure and Wealth. Once again, Vanity of Pleasure and Wealth. Ecclesiastes chapter 2. I said in mine heart, Go to now. I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore, enjoy pleasure. And behold, this is also vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad, and of mirth, what doeth it? 
I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainting my heart with wisdom, and to lay hold on to folly, till I might see what was that good for the sons of men which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. I made me great works, I builded me houses, I planted me vineyards, I made me gardens and orchards, and I planted trees in them of all kind of fruits. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens, and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above, all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold, and the peculiar treasure of kings of the provinces. I gat me men singers and women singers, and the delights of the sons of men as musical instruments, and that of all sorts. So I was great, and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me, and whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. And this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit. And there was no profit under the sun. Wow. For me, that's just devastating, right? Because here you are, here we are, you know, a people of insatiable desires. You know, you conquer one thing and within 30 seconds, you create another idol, another ambition, something else to appease that ambition within your heart. You know, that need to always get to the next apex, the next mountain, you know, your next elevation, the next place of glory for your story. So he literally had everything. (laughs) He had wisdom, he built houses, he had servants, he had singers, he gave himself over to wine and wisdom. Like this man made it his intention to live life to the fullest. And what I love about this passage is the redundancy. So he often says, I got me, I made me, I gathered me, you know, and (laughs) even though I tell you to put you first place in contrast to other people, when we put ourselves in that state of just being accumulators, people that are in a state of constantly receiving or doing for the self, you can see here that there is truly almost a disappointment that precedes that because you will attain that which you desire. But then 
It's like, what's next? It's infinite, right? It's never ending. I got me. Then I had to go get more. Then I saw the next hill and I wanted the next mountain. And I... (laughs) And when he says at the end here, it was all vanity and vexation of spirit. See, we operate from our pride. And when you operate from pride and ego, you're never fulfilled. And as one of the most egotistical people I have ever met, talking about myself, okay, I <laughs> I am one of those people, I do things for me, you know, like, yes, I want what I want and I feel like I deserve it and I'm going to go after it. But being one of those people, I can tell you, it truly is unprofitable. Because when I put me first all the time and I neglect us, see, that's what life is really about, then it's unprofitable. For example, I always have to bring it back to fitness. I'm really in a time in my life where, you know, I can look at my physique, my body, my strength, and I feel like it's futile. You know, like people come up to me sometimes and they're just like, for example, a guy yesterday came up to me, I was buying some food and he started to ask me, yo, what sport do you play? What do you do? How do you eat? When do you stretch? You know, he starts getting into um, my workout and food regimen. And for me, I'm so bored with it. I'm so bored with talking to people about it, you know, that it's, it really is irrelevant to me most days. And the reason why, it's not because I haven't worked hard for my body. I haven't, you know, labored to an extent of an admirable accomplishment, but it's because I haven't given my body to anyone else. What do I mean by that? You don't have my abs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, if I could look at a million people and be like, yo, I did that for them. That is what serves me. That is what amplifies my soul, my spirit. That ability to share my resources. Not what I get. But what I was able to share, to pass forward to other people, that is something to glorify. You know, so when we are always just doing for the self, we can't really share. That's not a celebration of us. It's just me. And when I tell you, only you will be at your mother lifting party. It's the truth. (laughs) Like we all have this erroneous illusion in our minds that once we get to this place, you know, we're going to be validated and people are going to esteem who we are. And, you know, they may to a certain extent, but for the most part, if it's all about you, that glory, that joy will be short lived. It's not profitable, right? But when we share with other people, like, could you imagine if he said, yo, Not I gathered me also silver and gold, but I showed other people how to acquire silver and gold. 
I passed the knowledge of how I cultivated wealth forward. And now this region, this multitude of people, this demographic is wealthy because of what I taught them, because of the wisdom and knowledge I instilled into them through my experience. Now that's a different type of glory. That is profitable, you know? So I want to ask you, how are you sharing you? Are you doing just for you? Or how can you bring other people into that equation of your elevation? It's critical that even though we put ourselves first, because it's essential. Listen, if you don't put yourself first, nobody else is going to do that for you. Okay. (laughs) But when you put yourself first, after you have done what it is in you to do, then it's our duty. It's our obligation. It is our privilege to share that with other people so we can be cultivators and ripple effects of change. So it's not what I can do for me, but what I can do for my neighbors, what I can do for my family, what I can do for strangers, you know, and you all might even be able to identify with just a simple transaction. For example, when you go to the ATM, you take money out. Does that feel good? No, it's your money. It it is what it is, right? (laughs) I mean, it might feel good to a certain extent, but it's your money, you took it out, whatever. But how does it feel in contrast when you see someone struggling, maybe it's a homeless person, and you buy them food or you give them your money, you give them money so they can actually purchase themselves food or essentials. How does that feel? See, there's a, there's a metaphysical profitability there. That feels good. Because you are giving of yourself to someone else. You know, God blesses us so we can bless other people. And in this passage of Ecclesiastes, you know, it's been rummaging in my head so very much. Because I'm one of those people where I can get so hyper-focused on the mastery of me that I don't invite others into that process. And that's ultimately what we are here for. We have to do unto ourselves and then do unto others. So life can't be a one-way street. What makes it beautiful is that it's a two-way. Once I do for me, I'm able to do for you too. I'm able to give to you too. I'm able to teach you too. I'm able to edify, to empower, to inspire you too. Right? So all this to say, 
know that you are a significant aspect of God's kingdom. You are all essential workers. Are you sharing what's essential? Are you sharing what Father has entrusted you with and endowed you for? If we give more of ourselves, you better believe the Lord will expand us. He will will enlarge our territories and he will do a new thing every single season in our lives that speaks to prosperity and radical transformation. So this week, this might not even be regarding your job, but just who you are. Reflect on what you possess and if you're in a state of feeling down depressed you know life is going to happen we have our ups and downs but if you are in that state where you're anxious or you're worried or you're just consumed about you know the random trials of life start focusing on what you have to share Because we are not here for vanity. We shouldn't be walking from a place of ego. Because hubris will be our downfall. But when we walk as humble men and women. And we offer that which God has blessed us with. Without discrimination then truly our lives will become a perpetual harvest. They say sharing is caring. And that is probably the most godly thing you could ever do. So with that said, definitely check out Ecclesiastes 2 whenever you get a chance. And maybe read over the next passage as well. I didn't read over all of chapter 2. But I just know that there's something in there that would resonate with you, boo. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Definitely share the podcast. We are in 17 countries and growing. God is expanding our territory. I would love to have you follow me on Instagram at I am Belfit or at I am Belfit Radio, as well as YouTube. Tune in to subscribe and become a part of the tribe on there. I've got a lot of the minute motivations there to just kind of fire you up. <laughs> I love you so very much. With that said, Happy Sunday. May God bless you in fitness, health, and in spiritual wealth. I am your girl, Belle Fit, and you better believe we are the Black Sheep Believers. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.